Welcome to the Faith Community Church Podcast, a ministry of Faith Community Church in South Boston, Virginia. This week, we have a special guest with us to encourage you to deepen your faith in Jesus Christ. You know, back in 20, when COVID first hit, we thought, well, this will be a few months and it'll all go away and we'll go back to normal. Well, here we are, almost two years and really things haven't improved hardly any at all. Uh, and so it, it is, uh, is tough. Getting a little more personal, you know, most of us know people that have gotten sick with COVID. Uh, many of us probably know people that have died from COVID. So, you know, it's real, it's there. And uh, it has been, uh, been a struggle and been very unsettling and uh, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, depending on what type of business you might be involved in, there's uncertainty with whether you're going to even be able to stay open. Uh, on the other side, some businesses have just been swarmed and are swamped. Uh, so it's, it's really, so much of this just doesn't make sense uh, when you sit down and really try to, to figure it out. So, you know, just with the, with the COVID, and, and COVID is why Dr. Fowler is not here this morning. Uh, and, and if I were in his shoes, I probably would have made the same decision. Uh, but concern for his health, the wife, health of his wife, uh, they're helping their daughter, and there's some other health concerns. He just felt wise to, uh, to not uh, be here this morning, and we certainly respect that. But that's why I'm here this morning, because of COVID. So you can, uh, you can say that. Uh, and, 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 you know, with, with uh, all the, the COVID thing, you know, it's been so much... <clears throat> unnecessary things. I mean, there have actually been churches that have split over masks or no masks, vaccines or no vaccines. There have been families that have been torn apart by that. And, and that's sad. That is really sad. Uh, but, but that is what we're, we're dealing with. Uh, and then, of course, those of you that are in education dealing with schools, that's just a nightmare right now. And... Uh, you know, I, I hear it from my wife that's involved in that. I mean, it's just so much that is, that is going on. And then further, as we look at our, our country and, and what's happening politically, I don't care what side you're on, you can't be happy about what's happening right now. There's just so much unrest and unsettlement. Uh, you know, inflation's going through the roof right now. Um, just a lot to really cause us discouragement. And uh, if we just focus on that, sometimes you even wonder if you want to get out of bed in the morning. But, uh, but that's, that's where you're at. And then for our own church, you know, in June we realize we've got to find a pastor. And so we're involved in that. And, uh, you know, if you're not really in the know sometime, maybe you're getting a little impatient about what's happening. But... Uh, this is God's church. Uh, he has his timing, and uh, we just need to be patient and wait on that. But it still causes uncertainty. Uh, so troubled, troubled times. And, you know, we've even seen it here, especially after the churches we shut down for a while. A lot of places shut down. It's been a struggle to get people back. Uh, and, and we've seen that here with, with our congregation, getting people to come back. Um, as you all know, I'm, I'm part of our local Gideon camp. We're facing the same thing. We just can, cannot get people back into 
the regular routine of our monthly meetings and getting about the business that God has, has called us to. And uh, so, we're in tough times, no doubt about it. What do we do? Uh, you know, our speaker last week mentioned about a friend of his that would go home and watch the news and just get so worked up and angry and, and, and over what he saw. And, and you know, the answer was, just turn off the news. Um, what we focus on, I think, is going to have a lot to do with what, what we, how we feel within our heart and, and in our life. So instead of continually looking inward and downward, uh, my suggestion today is perhaps we need to change our look, change our focus, uh, lift our eyes. And so I'd like us to turn, if you would, to Psalm 121. We'll be looking at a number of scriptures. But the first point, uh, we can lift our eyes for help. We can lift our eyes for help. And Psalm 121, a familiar psalm uh, that uh, many of us know. Let me just simply read our reading from the ESV this morning. And we don't know if this was actually a psalm of David. It could have been. It's not really identified. Uh, he wrote many of the psalms. But now we'll refer to it as the psalmist this morning. It said these words, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. The psalmist here at this point of writing this was, was in trouble. He was, he was discouraged. And I don't know if these exactly follow one another uh, chronologically, but when you look back to Psalm 120, uh, that was a psalm of, of distress. It starts out, uh, in my distress I called to the Lord. And he answered me, and he, and he goes through there. And it's kind of a dark psalm of, of, of trouble and struggle that the psalmist was in. And then he comes to 121, I lift my eyes to the hills, from where does my help come? Um, so so he, he, was, he was worried, he was, you know, troubled night and day. Uh, sound familiar? You know, we're, we're, uh, depending on your focus, you can be troubled night and day. Uh, he feared that he was slipping uh, into danger. So what was his answer? He decided to, to look up. Um, and so he says, I lift my eyes to the hills. And I didn't have a lot of time to really dissect this and, and try to figure this out, but I, I was thinking of that, uh, that idea of, of lifting my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? Um, and I pulled it up in the Amplified Bible, and it re referenced uh, Jeremiah 3, verse 23. And we, we read this verse here. Truly the hills are a delusion, the orgies on the mountains. 
Truly in the Lord our God is the salvation of Israel. And I got to think, it's almost like in that time people kind of looked to the, the hills for, for help, for salvation, uh, when, when they were, were troubled. But the psalmist says, I lift my eyes to the hills. And he asks this question, from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made the hills, who made the mountains. Basically, he says, who made heaven and earth, the creator. So the psalmist said, I, I don't get my help from the hill. I get my help from the one that made the hill, that made the mountain. And uh, so he looked to his all-powerful, omnipotent creator for his, his help. Not just the hill that the creator made. But you look to the Creator. We see that in verses 1 and 2. Then 3 and 4, He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. He looked up to His ever-present Lord, the one that was always with Him, the one that never slept, never even took a nap. Slumber kind of means a nap, uh, sleep, all night. No, God doesn't slumber or sleep. He's always there, always uh, watching over us. So the psalmist looked to his ever-present Lord, the one that never sleeps. And in verses 5 and 6, The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. He looked up to a compassionate Savior. One that says is his keeper, protected him. Gave him shade, uh, shade in the, in the day from the sun, uh, and the moon by night. And then finally, the last two verses, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. He looked up to his guarding God, the God that guarded him. He will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. God is a faithful God. The psalmist understood this. And as God, that faithful, that omnipotent, omnipresent, compassionate, guarding God, as he would watch over the psalmist, he will watch over us as well. Because he's faithful. He's the same God as he was back then when the psalmist wrote these words. Secondly, we can lift up our eyes to the harvest. Again, changing our, our focus uh, from where we're looking that causes us so, so much trouble. In John chapter 4, verse 35, we read these words. Do you not say there are yet four months? Then comes the harvest. Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Those verses are referring to the, the, the harvest of lost souls that are all around us. That we will miss if we are continually looking inward and looking downward. And Jesus said, lift up your eyes and look at the harvest that is around you. Look and see the lost and perishing souls. And when we see, 
what is actually all around us, the needs that are around us, especially spiritually. Our little problems that we deal with with COVID or sickness or you name it, pale in comparison to what the lost and dying world is facing, to what their plight is. You know, what, what really can be worse than living without Jesus and dying and going to hell? And what can be worse than that? Nothing. And so Jesus said, lift up your eyes and look at the harvest that is, is around you. Because there's so many needs. People need to hear about Jesus and his salvation. And yet how easy, easy is it for us to, to focus inward, focus downward, be so concerned about what we're going through that we miss that harvest that is all around us. <clears throat> so let's look, you know, to the harvest and not to our own hurts. Uh, and in doing so, that, that can solve a lot of our problems. Uh, and just primarily by changing our focus. Um, comment here that was made that I thought was good. A missionary vision Eliminate self-pity. A missionary vision eliminates self-pity. If you, you really have a missionary look, uh, if, if that is your concern, uh, you don't have time to, to worry about yourself, to pity, pity yourself. And then reaching people for Christ really brings joy to a troubled believer. And we certainly need things now to bring us joy and peace and happiness. And when we reach people for Christ, it does bring us uh, uh, joy. Psalm 126. <clears throat> and I shared when I got in here this morning, I said Kathy would be real proud of my sticky notes uh, this morning in my, in my Bible. Uh, and she was. Uh, <clears throat> but in Psalm 126, verse 5, we read these words, Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. Uh, you know, when we, when we share Christ with believers, and especially when they come to the knowledge of, of and accept Jesus as, as their, their Savior, it's, it's a joyful occasion. Uh, and then the reaping also turns us from sorrow to singing. The sixth verse in Psalm 126. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. So reaching people for Christ. Uh, brings joy and singing to the believer's heart. So if, if everything around you, this whole world mess that we're in right now, is, is taking away your joy and your peace and your happiness, change your focus to those outside that need to hear about Jesus and, and share him with those. And uh, you can turn your, your troubled times into joyful times of song. And then we can lift up our eyes for his coming. Lift up our eyes for his coming. Let me read from Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 28. And there will be signs in sun, in, there will be signs in sun and moon and stars, and on the earth distress of nations in perplexity, 
because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing nigh. This scripture gives us a dark uh, picture of, 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 of what is coming. And in reality, we're living in those times uh, now. The, the last days, it said, will be, be troubled times. And we've talked about it here in this, in this uh, congregation before that, you know, when, when we refer to the last days, we're basically talking about the time from when Christ ascended into heaven until now. So we've been living in the last days for over 2,000 years. And they are troubled times. And uh, we shouldn't be surprised by that because we've been, Jesus told us that uh, when he was here on this earth, that, that times would be, uh, would, would be trouble. And we see here he talks about there will be trouble in nature. Uh, and, you know, we've seen earthquakes, we've seen tornadoes, uh, floods, storms, you, you just name it. it. It happens and it's been happening, but it almost seems like it's happening with more frequency now than it, than it uh, in, in the past. But again, Jesus told us it would be that way. And trouble in nations. Uh, you know, we're told elsewhere in Scripture that there will be rumors, wars and rumors of wars until Christ returns. And that has certainly been, been the, the case. And even then, things just kind of, you know, come to the surface. Just in recent uh, weeks and months, you know, we've got Russia threatening Ukraine. Uh, we've got China threatening Taiwan. We've got the Middle East threatening Israel. Uh, and, and, and you could probably just go down civil wars in, in African nations and all. Uh, a lot of turmoil and trouble in the nations uh, around the world. And, and yet, we shouldn't, it shouldn't catch us off guard, shouldn't surprise us, because we've been told that that will be, be happening. So yes, there are tough times ahead for planet Earth. But as Christians, you know, we have a message for those tough times. And that message is basically one word, Jesus. That's the message, is Jesus. Because it's only through Jesus that we can find the hope, the peace, the joy, the contentment that really everyone is looking for. Uh, you know, when people are in troubled times, they're always looking for something to, to, to eliminate that trouble, to ease the, ease the pain. It's all found in, in Jesus. And as believers, we, we have that. Are you willing to share that? Do you have a boldness? Uh, do you have a compassion to, to share Jesus with those that are, are looking for that hope, peace, joy, contentment that, that only Jesus can, can bring? And on the darkest days, you know, God always makes a way. Uh, if you think back in your life, the, the, the darkest days that you have, have had, uh, didn't God make a way? I think when you honestly look back, he did. Um, you know, I, I think personally, you know, one of the darkest days I had was nearly 10 years ago when my brother was suddenly taken from us. You know, I not, not only lost a brother, I lost a business partner. Uh, you know, it, was, it left a big, big hole. 
I knew there were days I thought, can we continue? But God made a way. God is faithful. And I know in your life you could share the same things. God is a faithful God, and He will make a way. And in reality, these tough times that we are going through, they're temporary. Uh, you know, these past nearly two years have seemed like an eternity, really, with, with everything that's going on. It's like we just can't get over it, can't get over it. And yet, in the scheme of eternity, it's, it's very temporary. Um, and we also see that in this, these uh, verses here in Luke 23. Uh, I mean, uh, Luke 21. It talks about all that will be happening. And they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your head because your redemption is drawing near. Christ will return. Christ will come back. And in our daily life, you know, things pass. Uh, all things pass. First Peter <clears throat> chapter 1. Let me just read that passage. First Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. <clears throat> Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes through, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls." So even, whatever we face in this, in this daily life, it, it will pass. It is, it is temporal. It is temporary. It will not last forever. These trials are just what we have to go through at this time. And yet, God will make a way. So in conclusion, these past two years did not catch God off guard. Did not catch God by surprise at all. And nothing does. So God is not surprised by what has, has taken place. And because of that, we can rely on him and, and, and realize he is a faithful God. He is there for us uh, if, we, if we just focus on him and on his son, Jesus Christ. You know, we can go through these, these difficult times. And as we consider the fact that we really, as believers, we're citizens of heaven. Uh, yes, we have citizenship here, but, but our, our primary citizenship is in heaven. And as citizens of heaven, we need to be looking to heaven, not focusing here on this earth. And in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 through the first verse of chapter 4, we read these words, But our citizenship is in heaven. 
And from it, we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Therefore, my brothers whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. We're citizens of heaven. Let's keep our focus upward. And while we are here on this earth, let's be about the Father's business. And what is that business? We are to be witnesses of Jesus Christ to those around us. We are to be witnesses of his great love, of his salvation. But if we're focused too much inwardly, we'll, we'll lose that, that uh, realization that we have a job to do here on this earth until Jesus comes back and takes us to be with him. So may we be about that, that business and focus on what is really important. Would you join me for prayer? Father, thank you so much for your word, for the truth that is in your word. Thank you for your love and your faithfulness that really we don't deserve and yet you have given to us so freely through your son, Jesus Christ. And Father, we confess that over these past couple of years, we have really, we've, we've been through it. And for some of us, it has caused us to really lose our focus on what is really important. Father, help us to refocus on you, on your word, and on your son, Jesus Christ. And realize that while we are here on this earth, we have a job to do. And that job is to be witnesses for you to those around us. Father, we don't have to look far to see great need people that that need Jesus and need a hope and a peace and a joy and a contentment that only Jesus can bring. So Father, fill us with, with boldness and compassion that we might go out and do what you have called us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about Faith Community Church, you can find us online at fccsobo.org or on our Facebook page by searching Faith Community Church. As always, God loves you, we love you, and we hope you have a wonderful week.